Welcome to the Elevate the Vibe podcast, bringing you juicy convos with thought leaders discussing the wild world of parenting. If you go to a chiropractor pregnant and they're not laying you face down, you need to find someone that does just because it's so, the, the most important part is the sacrum and making sure your SI joints move and your sacrum moves because that, those all have to open up for birth. And the only way really to assess that is face down. That clip is from our guest of the show today, Dr. Rochelle Neely. Dr. Neely is a chiropractor who specializes in pregnancy, postpartum, and pediatric care. Shug, tell us a little bit about the time you first met up with Dr. Neely. So I was introduced to Dr. Neely a few years ago while I was pregnant with our little babe. And at the time, I was probably like eight or nine months pregnant and just feeling like a giant stuffed bowling ball that <laughs> sort of needed any help or care that I could get. So I went into Dr. Neely's office with an open mind. I know that there's the physical relief of chiropractic care, but there's also the benefit of if you have any misalignment while you're pregnant, sort of that alignment can get your body ready for baby to come through the birth canal. And there's a lot of misconceptions about chiropractic work. And I mean, back in the day, I used to carry these 40-pound bass drums and tenors and snare drums in my percussive days of the marching band. Uh, and I know that I wanted to do chiropractic back then, but I just never got around to it. I, I have to admit, I was a little scared. I was like, I don't know. They like crack you. They move you around. I don't know if I want that. So what was your experience like with that? So actually, speaking of when you were growing up and your experience holding, you know, giant drums, when I was growing up, I actually went to a chiropractor who was local, who didn't crack. Uh, there's a technique where they just use manual manipulation for the muscles. And I experienced a lot of relief when I went to that chiropractor. So I'd actually never been to a chiropractor that quote unquote cracked. And when I went into Dr. Neely's office while I was pregnant, it was again, manual physical manipulation without cracking. Now I saw Dr. Neely also postpartum and it was a similar experience a lot of manual manipulation and then i saw her post 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 postpartum post postpartum so present day post how many partums is that <laughs> how many posts is that a lot of posts that's so many postpartums uh, and there was cracking mm. so i've had the adjustment where it's just the physical manipulation and then the quote-unquote cracking and there is something pretty satisfying about hearing the crack but it does feel different they are different experiences now dr neely will talk a little bit about this more in depth but when she does provide pediatric services there is no cracking for babies so a brand new baby could experience and receive pediatric chiropractic care and it is just that muscle manipulation and how young was she cracking these kids there's no cracking. <laughs> how, long, how young was she manipulating these children? <laughs> From that sounds birth. way better. <laughs> From birth, I, she I was mean, manipulating these yeah, children. Yeah, basically once a baby is born. <laughs> so like from the womb to her hands, she's just cracking them up. No cracking, Jason. Damn it. Oh my gosh. Yes, you're correct. No crack. She was manipulating kids straight from the birth canal. <laughs> All right, before I make myself sound even uh, less intelligent, we're going to go ahead and toss it over here to Dr. Neely. Today we have Dr. Rochelle Neely with us. We are going to be discussing chiropractic care. Dr. Neely is a doctor of chiropractic care who specializes in pediatrics. Yes. Good morning. Yes. Welcome. Good morning. Good, morning. Good morning. It Good is afternoon. Still morning. Good night. <laughs> Good whatever time anyone chooses to be. 
All right. So we're really excited you're here today. I have had services with you uh, personally during prenatal and postpartum. So I do want to talk a little bit about that. And then Jason's been in the office also having uh, massage care. Mm -hmm. So your office offers this incredible suite of services. And before we dive into that aspect of it, we just want to get an idea of where you grew up, sort of how you were introduced to this field, your path to get here, and how your passion brought you to this place. Okay. All right. So I am a local Southern California girl. I grew up in Cerritos. And then uh, middle high school, we moved to Yorba Linda. So local. I would say most chiropractors, if you talk to them, they have some sort of story of what got them to be into chiropractic you know it's not usually you wake up like i want to be a chiropractor (laughs) unless your parents were really cool and brought you to a chiropractor as a kid you know yeah so i had really bad migraines in um like 18 19 years old and you know did the typical western medicine did the mris did the medications and i was so heavily medicated i wasn't even able to function it was the muscle relaxers all this stuff and i was just out and so I figured there had to be a better way because it was literally debilitating me so someone said go to a chiropractor and my cousin was a chiropractor is still a chiropractor and I like most people thought well I don't have back pain why would I go to a chiropractor you know so I went to the chiropractor and after a couple months I never had a migraine again and still to this day I've never had a migraine and so Uh, I was going to school for something totally different and I kept changing my major and then it just hit me like this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And wow. I changed my major and that was it. And it's been the best thing I've ever done. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you have any medical uh, family, family members and like doctors or no. anything like that? No. No, no you're just no one to make fun of me here. No. You have a chiropractor. You hold the power. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the doctor yeah. of the family. Yeah, if exactly. you have a question. Good luck guess... with that headache. Maybe I'll help you out. Probably not. I guess <laughs> right. <laughs> a double-edged sword because yeah. then everyone comes to you everyone at the same like, time. Can you just me? Yeah. Right. Can you just take yeah. a look at this? Yes. Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> so I want to know a little bit more about when you were 18, 19, having those experiences, what was your first chiropractic session like? And then how did that progress to the point when you no longer had the headaches and sort of that aha moment for you where you felt like, mm-hmm. wow, I was completely unfamiliar with this level of care. I've received this care. I, you know, now am still headache free. Right. I, I want to know a little bit more about like that first moment and that time and what that was like. So I think most people don't have, have like a pretty basic knowledge of anatomy. And so when I went to the chiropractor, they did an x-ray and said, I don't, didn't have any curve in my neck and we're supposed to have a curve in our neck to support our head. Otherwise now like the that's another story, but everyone's looking down on their phone. So mm. we're holding this big bowling ball. So mm. we're getting all this stress. So if you don't have a curve in your neck, your spinal cord is being pulled tight. You should have this nice relaxing curve. So mine was straight. Um, it could have been from birth. It could have been from minor car accidents, falls, whatever it was. So uh, we started doing adjustments and traction to put that curve back. And it was really a relatively short time that my headaches went away. I just kept going to keep sustaining and um, I was waitressing at the time and not really happy with what I was doing in school. And I just realized like, and all the people I would talk to in my cousin's office would say, I used to be able to not be able to walk. I used to, I, all these things I didn't realize chiropractic did, not just back pain. It was so much more and getting off 
their medications and just different things. And, and, um, I just thought this is, this is what I want to do. I want to help people without drugs and I want to be a doctor, but I don't want to work in a hospital and all of that stuff. So it just, all the pieces just fell into place and, and then that was it. There is definitely a proliferation of alternative options that are coming to light now, especially in California where there are chiropractors that could be considered almost primary care doctors, acupuncturists that could be considered primary care doctors. Right. With the understanding that you may see clients that are coming to you after they've tried Western modalities and those Western modalities did not deliver. What right. is that like when you're faced with those clients that are like, I'm at the end of my rope? And I would say that's probably more what we see, you yeah. know? Yeah. They, they, you know, that's what you grew up with. That's what I grew up with, you know? Yeah. We got antibiotics, we got vaccines, you, you know, we did all that. And um, so that's what, what we see, but those are my favorite patients because those are the ones that I want to give some hope to and they usually have tears in their eyes because they're not given any hope they're just like being told this is what you got this is what the medication you have to be on the rest of your life you're gonna have to live with this limp for the rest of your life they're not being told anything else and pt didn't work that's all we got Mm -hmm. yeah so when i tell them well i don't know if i can help you but we're gonna do all these different modalities because as you know we have so many different things in our office and they start feeling better it's the best right you know I mean you're giving someone a chance back at their life and and if we can't fix fix these people we work with all the different medical doctors that are conservative and we will refer them to the right person so we don't tell them ever like sorry this didn't work but we give them other options so I know that during my time in your office I've been in for chiropractic care with you prenatal and postnatal and I have seen the plethora of services that you offer. And I, I want to rewind this a little bit as well to talk about not only the services that you offer, but some of the clients that you serviced as well, because I know that Dr. Block had worked with Olympic athletes for right. the water polo team. So I want to talk a little bit about yes. that aspect of it, as well as all of the services <clears throat> that you have in your office also. Okay. Yeah. Where do we start? There's so many different things. I want to start with, uh, I think something that's unique to our office that a lot of chiropractors are just in general, don't we have is hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And I, and just to start into that, because when I had my own practice, I was doing just special needs kids. That was my focus, autism and hyperbaric. This was probably almost 20 years ago. And uh, a lot of parents were asking me, are you going to get a hyperbaric chamber? Because right now there's no one in Long Beach. We're either driving to LA or San Diego. And I kept saying, I'm, I'm a chiropractor. That doesn't even sound like that's even in my scope. I'm not even sure what that is, but I kept saying no. And then, you know, when the universe is like throwing bricks at your head and you're like, Hey, <laughs> like pay attention to this, you know? Yeah. So enough patients were asking that I finally got out of, took the blinders off and opened up my eyes and went and checked out what hyperbaric was and realized it's like one of the best kept secrets in healthcare. And, um, there are so much research and studies on it. And so I got my first chamber and then I, the profound effect it had on the children, was unbelievable. And then it just snowballed from there. Then I got a second chamber and then a third chamber. And then we just kind of became the hyperbaric center for not just autism, but for um, traumatic brain injury, stroke, um, 
all different kinds of conditions. And so that's how hyperbarics really developed in our practice. And then Dr. Block adopted that into her practice. And then we're always learning. So we always want the best and the cutting edge technology that can help patients. And so we've added the cryosauna, which for the athletes is great recovery, right? Two minutes and negative 120 degrees is a great anti-inflammatory. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> a little cold. Fahrenheit, yeah. Kel- Kelvin, Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> Not Celsius, right? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, it's chilly. You haven't tried that one yet. You gotta try that one next time. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. Uh, forgive me, it's hyperbaric cool. chamber. Yes. What, how, is, how does that work for the layman like myself? Yes. So you've probably heard of it for the bends for divers. They use it. Okay. Um, they use it in the hospitals for emergency situations. Um, so hyperbaric, it's like you're going diving underwater. So it's uh, so it's like a, bat, a giant bathtub generally or like a portable or... Ours looks ours is a portable one. So it looks like a giant tube kind of that you get zipped up in and, okay. it, and it blows up with air and then pressurizes to 1.3 atmospheres which is about going diving 10 feet okay. underwater not so it's not a lot of pressure mm-hmm. but a little pressure goes a long way so right now when you breathe oxygen in this room it's mostly nitrogen the oxygen gets attached to your red blood cells and carries through your body okay. when you're breathing it in the chamber that little bit of pressure pushes these tiny, tiny oxygen molecules into areas of your brain, your cerebral spinal fluid, your plasma, tissues that you cannot reach in this atmosphere. Okay. So when Western medicine tells people with a stroke, you're as good as this is going to get, mm-hmm. or whatever brain injury, concussion, whatever it is, now let's put them in a hyperbaric chamber and reintroduce oxygen where there's been damage of lack of oxygen, mm-hmm. and then you really see would someone, changes. would someone without any sort of afflictions or anything benefit from that? Or is it anybody? Yes. Or is it, okay. So well, you don't they're have using to... it. Right. You don't have to have something going on. Yeah. Mm. I like to sneak in there at lunchtime and take and a nap. And... Grab a sandwich and you're just like, oh, get in there. <laughs> Yeah, That's it's awesome. amazing. It's it's almost they use it a lot for anti-aging okay. because if you are oxygenating your tissues and cells, the new cells that are coming up are either going to be that much healthier. So your skin, mm. um, your eyes, your organs, everything is going to be that much healthier. So okay. a lot of professional athletes use it. I would say almost mm. every professional athlete has one in their home and now oh you can have one in your house wow okay. teams are doing so dr block has put one with the chicago bears or chicago cubs mm. um a lot of professional athletes have been using them in teams and that's i awesome. know that you recommended it as an option after i gave birth as well yes. so that's a common because yes. when you're pushing oxygen and oxygenated oxygenated blood cells to certain areas of your body it speeds up the healing process. Correct. Basically, like when you sprain your ankle, there's swelling there and you want swelling to go down because it needs fresh blood to the area to circulate. Same with like a a broken bone. When you give birth or when the birth process happens and your body is beginning to move back to its pre-birth state, there's so many parts of you, like ligaments, Mm -hmm. tendons, that don't necessarily have blood flow but would benefit from that surge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So oxygen is a natural anti-inflammatory and it stimulates the muscle cells and bone cells to speed up recovery. So you're going to heal in half the time. So we get a lot of fractures that heal in half the time, but for postnatal, it's amazing. So my wife had, um, both kids were C-sections and she went in the chamber straight from the hospital. We didn't even go home first, straight to the <laughs> hospital, from the hospital. I took her to the <sighs> office, into the chamber. I stayed with the baby in the car. She did uh, an hour of hyperbaric, and then she did about three or four days after that. I couldn't believe how fast her incision healed up. Within two weeks, she was 
out in the back helping. We were starting to build a deck. I mean, she was, I mean, That's she amazing. was, yeah, she's amazing anyways. But then <laughs> I've had two other patients that had babies naturally and they just were not, they were still in a lot of pain, not healing very well. Uh, went in about three or four times in the hyperbaric and just healed right up and the pain resolved. Wow. So yes, I love it for uh, my, my pregnant patients because it, it just, it also flushes out any medication. If you've had surgery, it really is almost like a detox. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to kind of have a fresh start. And I want to talk a little bit about the clientele that you see also regarding like pediatrics and young athletes, because when you think about athletes, the majority of them are younger kids. I mean, I say kids, probably 25 and under when you're maybe out of college. Right. And if you're competing on a level that is that intense, you could still benefit. But I've seen so many young people in your office. So I want to talk a little bit about the pediatric side, yeah. what you offer, even how young patients can be when they first start coming in for chiropractic care and what that looks like. Okay. Um, so just to back up a little bit, how I even got into pediatrics, cause it's not that every chiropractor, I mean, every chiropractor can adjust pediatrics, but it's not always like the specialty. But so when I was in chiropractic school, there was a doctor who has a nonprofit organization called Oklahoma Haven that's in Oklahoma and they only treat really hard to treat, uh, neurologically damaged children. Mm -hmm. And so she would bring videos of, of, uh, before chiropractic and after, and I, and again, no idea that chiropractic could do these things for special needs kids. And I was just really drawn to that. So I just, that's what I wanted to do. So I started in even chiropractic school, just seeing, focusing on kids and my practice focusing on kids. Um, so even from the day they're born, just because the way they could have been in there for, in the womb, they could have been cramped up, could give them misalignments in the upper cervical spine, the way they were pulled out, it could have been a traumatic birth. Um, they could have used uh, a vacuum extraction, anything that could rotate the neck or put pressure on the neck, right? So we see these babies as soon as the parents can bring them in. Um, some parents, if they don't know about it, you know, they're hesitant because they think you're going to be, quote unquote, cracking, you know, their spine or their neck, which absolutely is not what is happening. It's almost like uh, a pressure hold or a massage where you're just kind of feeling what's out and then just holding it mm -hmm. and doing a soft massage to keep things in line. Okay. Because what happens when it's not in their upper cervicals and they start to get that head tilt mm -hmm. and then they like to sleep on just that side mm -hmm. and now they got a flat head mm -hmm. and now the pediatrician puts them in a helmet. Mm -hmm. So it's that, that preventative. Yeah. So this is uh, definitely absolutely preventative. So, and I see a lot of kids with the helmets and uh, get them either out of the helmets quicker or prevent a helmet altogether just by making sure this is moving so they're not sleeping on one side and then also doing some cranial work to reshape the skull. It's amazing. Yeah. Other avenues that you'll see children for, maybe not necessarily newborns, mm -hmm. but as they begin to grow, maybe even before athletic stage, like maybe before they're 11, 12 in that age range that's... Yes, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. I'd love to know. This is a, one of my favorite subjects for that age range is bedwetting. Bring me the bedwetters. How, how can Kyra I have one right here. Pediatric. Oh my gosh. How can chiropractic care help yeah. bedwetting? 
So the nerves that come off the low back that tell that go from the spinal cord to the bladder that tells everything how to function, nothing, right? If you fell off a horse and damaged your spinal cord, you'd be paralyzed, right? And then nothing, you're not getting that communication. So the communication is what's key. The communication from the spinal cord to the organs. That's really what chiropractic is. So if we have a kid, especially I get a lot of gymnasts or a lot of kids that when they're learning to walk, they're falling on their sacrum constantly. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so that sacrum has the nerves that go to the bladder. Mm -hmm. So during the daytime, they can go to the bathroom, but it's at nighttime. It's the unconscious proprioception that they're not getting that signal from the brain to tell them to wake up. So a lot of these kids, why I love these kids so much is because they have such low self-esteem. They can't go spend the night at their friend's house. They're embarrassed. A lot of these parents don't understand. They think they're lazy. They don't want to wake up. They drank too much last, uh, too much water before they went to bed. So I, I feel like a lot of these kids are being either verbally or physically abused when it's something they can't help. No. So I see over 20 years, I've been doing this 20 years, kids, sometimes the first adjustment, sometimes it's a couple adjustments that they stop bedwetting. And the these kids just light up and they come back and they're just so happy and grateful and it changes their life. And so I, I love these. I, that's my favorite, one of my favorite kids to do in that age range is the bedwetting, the chronic ear infections, the kids that go get tubes in their ears. Um, tubes is a very, it doesn't fix the problem, right? You're just temporary put popping a hole in their eardrum and the fluid drains out. It's supposed to drain down. But once that falls out and closes and now you have scarring on the eardrum, if you haven't resolved the problem, it's going to just keep returning, returning, returning. Hmm. And I've had several kids. I've had tube surgery two, three times. Wow. So the underlying issue can be multiple things. It can be upper cervical misalignment that's causing the eustachian tube to back up. Mm -hmm. It could be food allergies. It could be. So I look at all of those things, you know, are they drinking three glasses of milk every day? Are they bread? Are they a gluten kid? You know, what could cause inflammation in the body to stop the natural process. So you evaluate diet absolutely as yes, okay. especially in that age range, uh, constipation, bedwetting, ear infections, hyperactivity. Um, mm -hmm. You know, are you giving them pop tarts, frosted flakes, glass of orange juice? Now go sit in class for six hours. Go go juice. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, let me give you sugar you up, and then yeah. the teacher's wondering why you can't sit still. But now let's right. medicate you. Right. Yes. You know that just drives me yeah. insane. So mm -hmm. looking at that is a big big thing. And if it is a gluten intolerance, which, you know, I don't, you probably didn't see that when you guys were growing up, right? Did you have I didn't whole foods? Was every single thing gluten-free? You mm, know, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So why are these kids not able to break down gluten, which is right. this big protein? Why do they have leaky guts? So, um, if gluten actually attaches to the opiate receptors and actually mm. gives them this feel good high. So it makes them, it's like you took a pain medication. You, you have less pain sensitivity and then you have this more addiction to bread, and then also it kind of can give you this kind of either spaced out feeling where the kids, that's why they, they're spacing out or they're just amped up. This is why I'm addicted to bagels. Well, and also, I mean, this is, this is going on a little, bit of a, a little bit of a tangent, but how many times is food used as a resource to encourage your child to do something right yeah. oh well if you if you do what i say yeah. we'll get ice cream it's if you candy, do this yeah. well yeah so then there's mm -hmm. that layer of it yes. as well yep it sounds almost like there's more education required for the parents yeah it's it's right. heavily educating parents yes. versus Absolutely. i mean the children are just a product of our knowledge and then they have to 
be the ones who are dealing with the the outfall right. of that, whatever that looks like. Yeah, unfortunately, I see kids that are covered in eczema and just in suffering so much. And, you know, unfortunately, they're seeing doctors that are just putting cortisone cream on their skin. It's not coming from the outside. And they don't have that because they don't have enough cortisone on their body. It's coming from inside out. And so to get that across is a learning curve. Um, you know, when you tell parents not to give your kids milk, they kind of panic and think their bones are going to break. And how do you survive without got milk, you know, so yep. that's a whole education process. Um, I, I have parents come in that say, we got them off milk. Um, we're giving them organic milk. <laughs> <laughs> because it came so, from organs. Like, get the so, hell out of my So, you know, so it's a, you know, if I recommend hemp milk, they think their kid's going to get high. So it's oh, a very, yeah. um, you know. like, yeah, we have alternative approaches here. Yeah. <laughs> so oh parents don't know. Uh, they're not getting help from Western medicine doctors most of the time. Um, luckily, I've been really lucky to align myself with some amazing pediatricians and uh, nurse practitioners here in Long Beach that uh, go, you know, have Who the are same also thought coming process. on our show. Uh, yeah. Really? Yes. yeah, GHTs. Coming. Oh yeah, yeah, we have a couple practitioners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's getting, it's coming. You know, it's getting there. It's just you just, you know, that's the thing with parents. I just want them to feel like they have choices. If you don't like your doctor find a new one you know doc, the, not all doctors are, are god and they're not you know you have to advocate for yourself and your children and if you're not getting the results there's go see someone else this is something that i really wanted to touch on too because i know that i'm a product of this culture google doctor culture <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> where we have a lot of resources as yes. non-medical professionals at yeah. our hands where we sure. can begin to google and of course being an advocate for yourself is important so you want to google but of course google's going to tell you like you're gonna die yeah, that's you right. know? so everything becomes <laughs> stay this off state of heightened awareness yes. and especially when it comes to your child yes. who maybe isn't able to clearly communicate what they need i want to know how you navigate that area where a parent comes in and they have their blinders on to what they think is an issue yeah and you have to really redirect them to say like, yeah, I, this has just come with 20 years of experience. You know, when I first started, I'd have the deer in the headlight look like, oh my gosh, you're on the internet. You're like, <laughs> I, you know, not sure how to answer, but now I have so much information and resources and literature and things for them to watch and read. And so it's, it's definitely come a long, long, long way. And if they're in my office, they're looking for it. They've made it. a first you step know what I mean? for sure. Yeah. They're yeah. looking for it. Yeah. I've got done talks and the parents are just like, no, 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 that's not true. That's not, you know, and that's fine. The, those aren't the people that come in my office. People that come in my office are looking for hope. They're looking for something different. Yeah. They're ready for a solution. Yeah. I want to talk about kids that are sort of in that older athletic age, age range as well yeah. too. And did you ever play sports? I did. I played soccer growing up. I played soccer in my twenties and I'm also an avid worker outer i would say yeah and a yogi yes mm -hmm. yeah yes did you play club sports i did okay yes. okay did you um no i wish i played a lot of hockey when i was younger oh. um but uh, then i didn't grow up as as quickly as some of the other kids so i was very bad uh and <laughs> not, not coordinated you, he'll, so I he'll say this up, no so. but he has a very athletic tendency as well yeah yeah Thanks, honey. <laughs> I kayak around the Naples Island. No, he likes to be active. He yeah. loves any sport where, like, 
biking. Yeah, yeah biking. Kayaking. Volleyball. I like volleyball is my volleyball. thing. Volleyball. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Except I have a two-inch vertical, so I don't really <laughs> spike often. I'm a, I'm a setter. So then you know you guys played sports and yes. you played club. So you know, and club even now is even just so intense, and they're getting these kids so young in the club. So there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of uh, joints that are still developing there's growth plates that have not closed yet so we're seeing a lot of stress fractures um that are being missed by a gen- some, some general doctors I'm, I'm not trying to rip on doctors but there's just a lot that gets missed and it's a, it's a and lot. um yeah. and a lot that gets missed by coaches of you know oh you guys collided heads that's you get back in the game that thing so we are trying to do a lot of preventative injury injury prevention um get these kids evaluate it don't wait if they're have you know bone pain and get get an x-ray let's figure out there's a stress fracture so yeah we do a lot with the with these kids and with concussions stress fractures hyperbaric works great beautifully for both of those yeah some of the acupuncture options as well i've also had a percussion massage treatment which i could imagine for athletes is probably yes yes so for Anyone who's not familiar with percussion massage, there are guns, is what they're called. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really like a handheld tool that sort of looks like a home improvement. Yeah. It looks like a drill. And it has different attachments, different heads that could be utilized and switched out for different parts of the body, different pressures. And so probably can talk about it a lot more. Informed I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> so the thing that makes us really different besides the modalities that we have is I would say chiropractic is probably a very small part of your visit to our office. I would say 90% of it is going to be soft tissue and percussion where we're breaking up adhesions, scar tissue, changing muscle patterns, and then adjusting you. So the model that you see a lot of times in offices is that you go in, crack, 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 and you get adjusted and that's it. But if you're not addressing the muscles that are tight or have you know certain patterns, compensatory patterns, it's just, you're gonna be adjusting the same thing. So that idea that people say, oh, you have to go to the chiropractor forever. Well, you know, sometimes that's the problem is because that that's not being addressed. So we really do the percussion, which is gonna, like I said, treat the muscle, treat the fascia, m- relax everything, and then the adjustment's going to hold a lot longer. With the athletes that you see now and the athletes that you worked with for the Olympics, I want to talk about that as well. What are some of the most common issues that come across? Is it typically prior to surgery? You'll have tears and... Um, Mm-hmm. dislocations and then maybe post-surgery mm-hmm. you'll see them like you'll have yeah. you know collarbones acl whatever or shoulder yeah I did, yeah a lot of shoulder injuries of course you know because most things are going to be throwing um con- concussion still is number i would say the top of wow. all of it i mean even with cheerleaders i mean they probably get hurt more than some of the athletes are constantly because of all the falls yeah falling i mean and they're i don't feel like they're being treated like an athlete and they should be um but yes a lot of pre and post surgical or just over over repetition right so they're gonna have a lot of tendonitis um 
that they're because they're not getting the care they need. So a lot of tendonitis issues that we work on, which we have now a machine. I don't know if it, it was there when you were there. It's called a PZO wave or shock wave. Mm. And so it's almost like ultrasound. You use sonic waves to break up, again, adhesion, scar tissue, things that have been chronic, people that have had chronic issues that have never... So it gets deep, deep, deep into the joint. And so it's been a lifesaver for a lot of people with chronic plantar fasciitis or joint, just tendonitis joint pain. So that's been great for the athletes. Um, we have the Normatec pants that flush out the legs. It brings, squeezes up, squeezes down. So that, have you Whoa. heard of the Normatec? No. That sounds crazy. Wait, yeah. so you put them on like a pair of pants? They're like big like blow-up pants. Compression? Yes, compression yeah. pants. Yes. Oh, compression wow. arm sleeves. And so, yeah, it feels good. So would that have similar benefit to being in a hyperbaric chamber almost, but without that level of intensity where it's, it's pushing blood flow out, right? So yeah. you're getting the lactic acid out. So you're not going to be a sore. So mm. we get a lot of our marathon runners that like to do it mm. after. So they're not, they're able to walk the next wow. day. And that's amazing. Yeah. And we see a lot of, um, we're, we have a contract with Cal state long beach. So we see almost every sport from Cal state long beach that, that is coming in. So we're really working on preventative care because we're getting these kids that have played club ball, they get into college, and then they tear something. Yes. Or then they're out. Yep. It's like you worked your whole life yep. to get yep. here and play college ball and you have a scholarship and now you're hurt. Yep. So we want to prevent that from happening. That's awesome. Yeah, I could imagine that anybody who was an athlete that didn't have access to care like this, yeah. what it's like as someone who's now living into their 40s, 50s, 60s, the damage that's been done. I think of like pro wrestlers mm. oh my and that whole industry. Move, yeah. yeah, where they, they're all almost crippled yeah. at such a young age because they were so hard on their bodies. Mm -hmm. So yes, you, right. you're seeing patients almost as a last resort when they could prolong the quality of their life yes. much earlier if they were to come in at a young age, especially if they're athletes yes yes absolutely so we're seeing the retired nfl football players that are coming mm. in that are so crippled with arthritis and so it's never too late or had a lot of concussions back then so i don't know there's a lot of articles joe namath a lot of retired football players are talking about uh how it's helping when they're getting in the hyperbaric chamber now from all the concussions when they play ball so you know it's never never too late and there's work that even the NFL is doing to sort of reduce mm -hmm. that. Um, but even with our child, like Jason will say to me, I don't know if I really want him playing football. Not, I don't know. Like he's not. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I, I was trying There's to no put it nicely. Cause yeah. I'm like, but if that's what he really no, wants I've, to do. I've seen too many movies. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've heard I'm too with many you. stories. Like no. the head to head contact. I mean, flag football is fine, but like, yeah, he's, I'm with he's you. He's innocent and he's small. <laughs> he's my baby. I don't want him around all these big, strong men all hanging him on his head. Sounds like a different yeah. experience. Wait a uh, well, I didn't mean to take a hard left there. No. Yeah, our but son you know is going to probably yeah. be like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, oh, so um, he's good. I think ours is going to no, be like 5'11". I think they're going to be <laughs> you know, wanting him to play. And I'm, yeah. no, no, not happening. Yeah. No. You're like, he's going to... Basketball's be, also great. He's going to be painting, <laughs> painting in the sunroom, <laughs> listening to classical music. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. no. We're going to play the tuba. Know, tuba. Tuba. Tall gentlemen play tuba. So that works. If there are parents <laughs> who maybe have a child that they are coming up against an issue with and they're not really sure where to turn if they're not local here in long beach mm. but if they want to find other resources where maybe they 
can check out chiropractic care yeah. or alternative therapies, what would you recommend? I would recommend them going on the ICPA. It's the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association website. So it's it's uh, www.icpa and then the number four kids for kids.com. Um, that's where I got my certification through. So they will list the chiropractors that are certified in pediatrics in every state. And, uh, and also the Webster technique, which is a technique for uh, pregnancy. If the baby's breech, there's adjustments you could do that if the baby's going to turn, the baby can turn. And so they will list all the practitioners that work with pre and postnatal too. So I would say that's the best website to go to for sure. I do want to touch on the prenatal aspect as well. I mean, I had adjustments postnatal, but prenatal. So if anyone is listening who has never been pregnant, this might not resonate. But if you have been pregnant after a certain point, you obviously cannot lay on your stomach anymore. And coming into your office, (laughs) you have the, uh, the chair or sort of the lounge that allows you to lay on that apparatus where you'll ultimately be adjusted, but you get to lay in a, in a way where your belly is, uh, hanging. So you can lay face down. And that alone is like, <laughs> I don't care if my insurance doesn't cover this. I want to come in like every day That's just funny. to get that moment to lay down. Yes. And all my pregnant this. patients want to steal those. Like, let me have these pillows. I'm going to lay on my stomach. It feels so good. Yeah, so that's a great experience. So if you go to a chiropractor pregnant and they're not laying you face down, you need to find someone that does just because it's so the the most important part is the sacrum and making sure your SI joints move and your sacrum moves because that those all have to open up for birth. And the only way really to assess that is face down. So that's really important. And I know when I was being adjusted, one of the aspects that you noticed was one of my hips was pulling forward a little bit more than the other. So you used just a gentle manipulation technique. There wasn't quote unquote cracking, but it was like a gentle <laughs> manipulation to sort of bring yeah. alignment back so that when birth did happen, baby would move through the canal right. in a less stressful manner. Yes. So if you tell a pregnant mom that you're gonna hopefully have a easier labor shorter labor you know sign me up right where you're gonna do so yes that's it you you just nailed it that's what it's about just keeping everything motion um unstuck and moving so the birth should be easy especially when you get to that like (laughs) nine i went to 10 months like i went you know to 10 months when i was at that point i was like literally anything rip this child out i will will do yeah i was like whatever it is i'm i'm all for it and then i know that postpartum i did have a natural birth and i it was a little difficult Mm -hmm. and postpartum i did come in and you also helped with some hip adjustment there as well which Anytime that someone's working on your body and helping you to feel better during that period of time when your body's like been through that series of changes, it just feels amazing. Yeah, and it's, it's not just to feel good. I mean, there's structural benefits because as you release that relaxing hormone and your body begins right. to come back to its quote unquote, you know, pre-birth state which i don't know if that's really even ever possible but as it gets back to that you want to ensure that you're aligned right and that yes 
Yeah, because it doesn't just all go back together perfectly after you have yeah. the yeah. baby. So, and then you're breastfeeding, and so you're hunched over, and you're falling asleep in weird positions. So it's, yes, it's really, really important because you've got to be in the top shape because you've got a lot of work to do with this newborn, yeah. both parents. So, yeah, and it makes a big deal. speaking of like hunched over culture, mm-hmm. I would love to know more about some of the preventative options that even if we're not parents... Just anyone. All of us are over well, the, the phone. Phone. The phone. Yeah. 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 The phone is killing us. Yeah. Yes. Because everyone now is looking down all the time and they're and hunched over all the time, which is makes really bad for breathing, our heart. You know, you're not getting a lot of oxygen and everything there. So yeah, it's so important to open up your shoulders, drop your hands back and rotate. Oh, feel that? Oh, yeah. That feels good. Bring your head back. Because now we're getting so many people with uh, chronic migraines and because their neck is down all the time. Mm-hmm. So. And from a vanity reason, I know this is completely, <laughs> you know, not something you should worry about. But there's something called tech neck too, where because our necks yes. are constantly yes. down, it does create lines in the front of our neck, almost like yes, age lines, which <laughs> nobody wants. Nobody wants that. I ain't trying to have that, that tech neck. No, I Hello. don't want tech neck. Get that out no, of that. I don't, funny. I don't need a... Um, <laughs> Never heard of that. What is that? What, Dowinger's... The hump. Yeah, yeah. Dowinger's hump. And... I got the Notre Dame going on here. So I want to know, I want a couple takeaways that if you are somebody who, which probably is literally anyone that would be listening <laughs> to this, but if you are somebody that finds yourself hunched yes. over, how do you sort of check in and reset what time limits like give yourself a time limit give mm-hmm. your kids time limits on whatever it is you're doing oh, even yourself I didn't even think about their development and having that's all they're doing right i mean oh. you guys have been to restaurants and no one's talking every even the kids and the parents are all looking down yeah. on the phone it's just so we, you've got to have time limits for yourself even if you're at work that's all you do you get get up you know put your head back you could take two fingers and start at the base of your neck and go all the way, roll every segment. Every vertebrae it. sort of move from the base of your neck towards... Really to the top, yep. Oh, man. Um, you can take a... When you get home, if you've been looking down all day, take a, a, a tight uh, towel and roll it really tight and put it underneath your head and then it should feel like you're looking upside down and you got to get that curve to relax and relax all those muscles you've been doing you got so you got to do the opposite i see it's almost more of a counterbalance right you're re-counterbalancing after that intense amount of time and then check do uh when you're in the car when you're at dinner when you're in bed check where your shoulders are most of the time my shoulders are still up to my ears and we don't even realize why am i so why am i holding on i'm so tense i'm just sitting here so you've got to bring those shoulders down bring them back um, yeah, there are times when I'll walk up to Jay and I'll just press my hands down on his shoulders because they're like literally so b- above his forehead. It's totally normal. Take a deep yeah, breath. Right? Yeah. That's all it is. Take a deep breath. I feel like a chest expansion too, as you men- mentioned with the breath, sort of widening the collarbone area just right. as a counterbalance to that. Okay, so look down. Look like you're looking at your phone. Look down right now. Now take a deep breath in. It's not very easy, right? Yeah. I look up. I'll take a deep breath in. That's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Huge difference. So yeah. we we've got to do that. We got to teach our kids, you know, so lead by example. I also wanted to ask you about sleep 
you had just mentioned mm. even before going to bed, ensuring that our shoulders yes. are relaxed. So depending on what life stage you're in, even from babies, they're sleeping on backs, stomachs, right. you know, changing their position to pregnancy, you know, we're forced to sleep on one side versus the other to just adulthood where we can choose whatever weird position we mm-hmm. want to sleep in. Yes. What are some of the like ways to check in and know that we're setting ourselves up for success during the daytime hours with sleep? Do we have okay. enough time? Are you like, no, I'm just like, like, I, have think, a, like I have a book on this. So make sure <laughs> you're not tummy, you're not sleeping on your tummy. It's the worst position ever. So that's how I like to sleep. I, I like oh, to sleep on my stomach, head to the See? side. So one you're... leg up, one knee, one knee. She takes up the entire bed too. <laughs> like, I'm like, anyways. If possible, not stum- because your neck is turned for how many hours and you're twisting yeah. your neck. What, well, your what neck. I typically do is I fall asleep that way, but every time I you wake know? up, I'm on my back. Okay. Okay. I, at some point I flip over. I Our think son that's does how the I, same thing. I, I feel comfortable <laughs> on my stomach and then I flip to my back. Mm. So, so as long as there's some sort on of... On your side, on your back... The best positions, definitely. Okay. And then pillows are a huge thing that people don't realize. You want, so the width between your shoulder and your head, your neck, it should be the width of your pillow when you lay into it. Mm-hmm. Because if it's if you're sleeping with two pillows, if I laid, stood you up while you were sleeping, if you got two pillows, you're really like this all night, right? right? Or if you got this little flat pillow, yeah. like my wife sleeps on it, it's really, I don't know what it is, like a tissue. It's, it's like nothing. Like it's yeah. like... <laughs> She's had it since she was a kid. It's got like one feather in it, but she loves it. But she's like this all night. Yeah, but like, you got... hey, honey, what's going on? What's wrong? It's like everything yeah. sideways. Gonna... I just had a recently a little girl. She's like eight years old, and she's always complaining of neck pain. And the mom thought she fell on the playground, and and come to find out, she's been sleeping with two pillows. And the second mm-hmm. they changed it, her neck pain. Wow, went away. that's yeah. awesome. So like very Such simple. A simple... Right. Yeah. Simple adjustments. There's no rule book to this whole thing. You know? <laughs> we're all learning, you know. Yes. And if you sleep with on your back with two pillows, you're like, you know, you're like this. That's all night, basically so. like you're on your phone. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people want to know why they wake up stiff, sore, and people always ask me what's the best mattress or the best pillow, and mm. you know, it's such a personal preference. Like I like a really soft mattress. You know, mm-hmm. some people like it like a board. But so I, I don't think there's a right or wrong mattress. I think it's what, what feels good to you. And it's spinal alignment. Basically, when you're standing up straight, your spine is in a straight line. So right. you don't want your head tilted too yes. far one direction or the other. You want, while you're sleeping, for that yeah, alignment right. to continue to be right. maintained. Now having kids, you know, it's like a totally different game now. I've got a three-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old, and now I'm rethinking everything, right? You know, how are they sleeping? Again, they sleep crazy, right? Sideways up. I mean, they are just spinning all around. But what kind of pillow do I need to buy them? What kind of match? I mean, it's... So, you know, our, we have kids, uh, they're going to have kids. So we're just trying to make it better for the future. Yeah. I feel like the, just the awareness of it and thinking through outside of maybe typical Western modalities of you you don't necessarily need a medication, but maybe there are other options that you could explore prior that may solve And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying never take medication. There's a time and place for, for it. That's life-saving, but you know, you also have to look, like you said, other alternatives first before you, that should be the first option instead of the last option, which is what we're seeing. 
Yeah, when there's an acute situation and you are in need of medication, you're like really happy that it's there yeah. and, yes. and accessible. But like you're saying, if yes. there's something chronic like an eczema, that didn't just appear because of a of a one-time scenario. That's yeah. something that's probably internal. Right. And what else is out there? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you. you. Thank yes. you, guys. This yes. is so exciting. This is great. We want to know where everyone can find you. Yes. So I am on Marina Pacifica Shopping Center over by Barnes & Noble at Block Wellness and Sports Medicine. Um, and you can find our website is www.blockchiropractic. And Block is with an H. B-L-O-C-H, not a K. It's German. Block. Block. <laughs> Block. So if any audience members have questions, they could reach out yes. and find you there. Email me, call me, come visit. I would love for you to check out our space. We have a lot of exciting things happening. So awesome. Thank I will you guys. be seeing you shortly. Yes. Sure. And Instagram, yeah. you're at uh, myblockwellness. Yes. As well. Yes. Great. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you, Dr. Neely. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for coming on our show. Yes, thanks. Thank you. What up, Vibe Hive? If this podcast has brought you any value, please rate and review on your favorite listening platform. And if you're really feeling generous, share with a friend. Visit us at elevatethevibe.co for show notes on this episode and previous episodes. This podcast is intended to educate, entertain, and inspire. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or substitute for professional medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider with any questions you may have. Thank you for helping us to elevate the vibe.